right, all right, all right. Good to see everybody here today. So, welcome to the JB Font channel. I am your host, James Fontleroy. The JB Font channel is available on some major podcast platforms like Anchor, Apple, Google, and Google Podcasts, so you can subscribe there. I'm also part of the Revolutionary Blackout Network, and you can find me there on the JB Show on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and at the Roundtable at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please make sure to give this video a thumbs up. And if you're new to the channel, please, pretty please with sugar on top. Brown sugar, baby. That's what it's all about. Then you can make sure to smush down that subscribe button with your your, your beautiful hands. Uh, I do promise you cookies or cheesecake or tiramisu if I can give it through the screen. Uh, <laughs> but it's the thought that counts, right? <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to all my patrons on coffee. Just thank you for your additional support. And please know that I am deeply humble from the bottom of my heart. Um, and I appreciate your contributions. Uh, I have all the patrons that are subscribed to my coffee on the Chiron down below. So thank you all so much. A comrade Misty. That's me. Let's say it again for the people in the back of the church. Comrade Misty. <laughs> Comrade Misty. So good to see. Look, I had to take us to church today because yeah. uh, you are, you're, you're leading a crusade. <laughs> yes, call, you are. Whatever you want to call it. Crusade, cause, whatever. <laughs> And I am glad to have you here because this is something that I've actually wanted to talk about as well because it's, it's deeply important and it's not in the, in the uh, it's not ever present in the minds of a lot of people. Um, and so I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's been a long time since I've like been on a show with you, so this is exciting. It is, and I'm 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 pretty excited too. Um, look, I have my breakfast already. So, you know, like they say in the oatmeal commercials, I'm full and focused and ready to go. <laughs> I, I had grits for breakfast. Can you tell? I love it. I love it. <laughs> I just want to say... He Wheaties, everybody. He had his Wheaties. He's ready. I have Wheaties, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, socialist MMA. I'm coming for you. I was Uh-oh. kidding. Uh-oh. No, I'm just kidding. He's going to kick... He would kick my ass. But <laughs> not just in policy. Um, <laughs> but I just want to say hello, hey to everybody in the chat. Aspen Fallen was the first one in the building. So good to see you. Like to see hearts and Christmas hats. It's not Christmas, you know, for everybody, but it's Christmas for me today, baby. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Hobo Roadie, so good to see you. Welcome from Oregon. Anthony, nice to have you. I'm not sure if, uh, I'm not sure if we met before, but it's nice to have you in here. I love Anthony. Uncle Warren, so good to Warren. see you. Crazy Uncle Warren. Crazy Uncle Warren. This is a good kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Yep. Of course. Hash, good to see you again. I didn't forget you this time. Good to see you. And of course, I'm not. It, 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 you know, for a shout out to Sleepy Josh because um, he's typically your producer. I just want to give a shout out to him. I love good me work. Sleepy Josh. Yep. He works so hard. He really does. Yeah. 
David Warshower. JB and Misty. Yes, this is what it's Hi. all about. Lynette, nice to see you as well. Cape Socialist, good to see you. Oh, we're your favorites? Oh, Aww. that's nice. That is nice. Yep. Wor oh, Workers and Farmers, Government for Nationalization, good to see you as well. Trey Wright. Trey! Hi, boo-boo. Welcome to the channel. Nice to have you. Like, just put your feet up. You know, and I don't care if it's two o'clock in the afternoon, smoke a bowl if you got them and relax with us. Nice to have you as well. I then go eat my baby. So good to Dingo. see you. I got to say it like that every single time. This is fun. I love Dingo. <laughs> yep. Gary, nice to see you. And in the 20th century reboot of slavery, the war on drugs is worth fighting for. Yeah. <laughs> Let's end these war on drugs. Um, e. Heller, so good to see you again. I noticed that too. Looks good, doesn't it? Matches my hair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, my moniker matches the hair. It's all with yeah. the oceany vibe. You know, water's my 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 element. So that's how I that's how I get down. I was just like, you know what? Let's just let's do a new background. I was like, hmm, nice. I like it. All right. Um. <laughs> called you Mindy Money Bag. Yeah, that's what everybody calls me. <laughs> what? I'm new to this. This is funny. <laughs> okay, so Pasta accidentally one time called me Mindy, and we all gave him shit about it. And then people online, <laughs> my trolls, um, like to pretend like I'm super rich. That's why I have money bags back there. Oh. <laughs> so like I'm like super rich, and so um, Steve came up with Mindy Money Bags. So that's where the money bags come from. That is hilarious. Nice. Yeah. All right, nice. Okay, and Chad Wilson. Hi, Chad. Smoking one for both. my friend. Take a couple of extra puff, puffs for me because, you know, I got a lot of personality and I need a couple extra puffs. So take a couple for me, will you? <laughs> no, Warren, it's uh, today I'm a clout chaser. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> Not a grifter today. I do have a grifter shirt, but today I'm a clout chaser. Okay, well. Look, I'm the one that needs the cloud because I'm the one with the tiny channel. So, <laughs> but you're growing super fast. It's great. Eh, I'm going all right. It's just um, the the algorithm just doesn't like us. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it it's like, hey, these guys actually want to give people real true freedom instead of corporate, you know, propaganda. So I guess we gotta kind of tamp down on them just a little bit, just so that they as don't. As much as I talk about Assange. I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Well, I mean, I, I talk about uh, so reasons, many. But yes, you yeah, do. You know, I talk about so many things that basically get in the way of the super rich. And they're just like, yeah, no, this this poor dude. No, cut his mic. Cut his mic. So that's how they are with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, hey, we're out. We out here. So. Yep. Uh, Not stopping. Yep, definitely. So, um, just to let everybody know that Misty is part of the MCSE network. She also has a show called Facts on the Ground. And, yeah, I'm not going to say the word for another other show. I'd rather her say it because I try to be respectful. But, it's bitch. Yes. It's Comrade Misty. It's fun. Yes. Therapy. <laughs> um, and so I just wanted to, you know, put that in there. Um. 
And yes, Trey, thank you. Thank you very much. You're... Aw, Trey, you're so good for my self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My self-esteem, too. And, and I appreciate it, you know. Yeah. And Trey, we only keep you... I, don't, I only keep you around because you're good for my self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and I keep you around because I just like you. No, um, so... This is going to be a few questions. I'm I, I I'm not sure if you've been able to catch my show, but mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like inside the actor's studio, but it's with podcasters. Which I love because I'm not gonna lie, I loved that show and I always wanted to go on it, but obviously I'm not famous, so yeah, <laughs> I'm never able to go on it, so I love it. <laughs> well, here you go. You're making my dream come true, JB. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna be your James Lipton for today. I like it. I'm your chocolate Lipton. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) All right, let me stop. Let me stop. I'm going to get myself in trouble. People are going to start canceling me. People are going to be like, JB is way too ridiculous. I'm canceled four times a day. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But still, I'm, I'm ridiculous. I don't know how anybody could cancel you. You're so nice. Like, you're nice to everybody. Why would anybody cancel you? I don't know, but they'll find a way. Um, <laughs> Word. Yeah. Um, so, just, you know, to, to go on my first question. You're an activist and an advocate for press freedom and whistleblowers. Like Reality Winner, Chelsea Manning, Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, Stephen Dozinger, right? Yep. Can you give us a brief summary and how you got into that? And what inspired you to move into the independent media space? Okay, so those are, uh, we'll start with how I got involved in the the free speech activism. I've always been kind of a free speech extremist. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't uh, think that there should be limits on speech. I don't uh, enjoy when people try to take speech away from other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've always been very much um, in tune with that. But I would say... Um, and I've always been a, uh, I was a casual supporter of WikiLeaks from their inception. Mm-hmm. Um, the collateral murder video completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always um, a supporter. You know, I would buy merch and I would share the leaks and I would, you know, donate to the, you know, their funds and everything. Um, but when he was pulled from the Ecuadorian embassy, uh, that like lit a fire. Um, I think that there was something in me that, um, I don't know. And I feel guilty about it now. I was just kind of very... Um, uh, complacent, I guess is maybe the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and once he was pulled from the Ecuadorian embassy, I realized that this is legit. Like this is serious. This is yeah. um, a, a monumental attack on all of us. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's what really propelled me into that, um, you know, being as loud as I am now. Yeah. Um, so, and then as far as getting involved with <laughs> independent media, um, I was pulled in uh, kicking and screaming. Um, <laughs> I, I, I never wanted to do this. Um, yeah. I had, like, I pondered the idea of it, but I was always very aware of the fact that if you put yourself out there, that opens up, you know, you're going to get criticized, you're going to get smeared, you're going to get, you know what I mean, all of those things. And I didn't know if I really wanted to open myself up to that situation. Um, But actually, I went to a Jimmy Dore show in, I think, 2018 or 20, it must have been 2019, and I met Taylor Hudak and Andrew Smith, Mm -hmm. um, who were, had just started the Action for Assange channel. Um, which was taking over for the Unity for J Vigils. And, um, you know, I got drunk <laughs> at the Jimmy Dore show. They were sitting be- uh, behind us. Um, and Andrew's like, you should come on the vigil. You should come. And I'm like, yeah, I'll totally do that. 
And then I woke up the next day and I'm like, I totally agreed to something I really don't want to do. Um, so, but Andrew, if you know Andrew, he's incredibly persistent. Um, and so he just kept bothering me and bothering me and bothering me and bothering me until finally I went on as just a guest. Yeah. Um, and then they liked me um, and they were like, uh, you should come back. And so I think I was a guest a couple of times and they're like, we really like you. You should come as like a guest host and like help, you know, help us guest host every once in a while. So I started doing that and then it eventually was like, you should just be a host. And so that is how um, I ended up in this space. Uh, and then, you know, other shows have branched off from that. Nice, nice. And um, your passion for free speech, did that ever come from uh, uh, something that happened in your in your formative years when you felt like somebody, their voice wasn't being heard and you were like, that's not right. This person should be heard. Is there something that happened before that really just like that, that kind of linked you to that cause that, that you can think of? That's a good question. And I think it was really just like a cumulative effect. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was always, um, I always felt like I didn't really have a voice. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was always kind of hyper aware of not being heard, mm. um, or feeling at least feeling like I wasn't being heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that kind of, you know, led into it, but then there was also just like a, a bunch of different things that I witnessed or that I saw, um, where people were shut down or people weren't allowed to speak or people yeah. weren't allowed to be heard or whatever. And I think just over the years, um, it just was something that I noticed. And I think just for me, I have like a deep sense of justice. I know that sounds really corny, Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, like, I have this deep, like, like this deep sense of searching for justice yeah. and you cannot get justice without being heard. Um, and I think we see that now with people like Tara Reed and, you know, other examples, um, yeah. where if you're unable to be heard, you're unable to get justice. And so I think that it was just this thing where I just always kind of instinctively knew, um, that people should have a right to be heard. Yeah. You strike me as the type of person that says, Hey, can you shut the fuck up so this person can, can talk? Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, you know, true story. Um, then this is something that I've dealt with my entire life. Um, and despite my grandiose appearance, I typically am talked over a lot. And there's typically points where I can't get a word in edgewise. And so... Because of that, I've always felt like I was invisible. And mm-hmm. so with that, it was always people like you that would come in and chime in and be like, hey, 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 he's talking. He's he's trying to share his story. Will you guys shut up and listen? And then I will always be like, oh, 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 somebody actually wants to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And so first of all, I want to thank people like you. Because it helped me to be able to come out of my shell a little bit more, to share my story a little bit more. Because some of us are a little timid, some of us are a little shy, some of us are a little anxious because there's a fear of people not liking us or people not wanting us around. So, therefore, we feel like if we interrupt or if we kind of wedge ourselves in, that we feel like 
we're going to lose these connections with people that we, that we find valuable. Yes. And this is one of the reasons why I appreciate a lot of people who are very loud and outspoken about making sure people are hurt. And typically people like you are also the types that say, I despise the notion that children should be seen and not heard. Because that was uh, something that a lot of older people had Mm -hmm. tried to instill. And thankfully, people like my mom and people, you know, that I grew up around were like, no, 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 no. Let's hear what the child has to say. Because, you know, and I was raised kind of religious. So they would say, out of the mouth of babes, they would say something like that. But it would be like, you know, there, there's some wisdom in, you know, and you hear in a child's voice. And so, thankfully, that I also had that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I think for me, too, I don't know if it, this has been your experience, but it's not even just that I was afraid of maybe rejection. It was mm-hmm. also that I didn't necessarily think I had anything of value to add. Why would anybody care what I have to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's and I still deal with that to this day. Um, but I, uh, hey, um, Amen or Ayman, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Um, I absolutely do talk about Yemen on a regular basis. In fact, mm-hmm. I helped organize Opti Sanitize a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I've tweeted about it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think Yemen needs more attention, go do that, Sam. Um, mm-hmm. And it does. You're absolutely right. But I'm just one person. Uh, but yeah, I think that for me, I still struggle with that. You know, I still struggle mm-hmm. with like I still like asking people to come on my show. It takes me. I have to like build up the courage to do it. Um, Because I'm like, why would anybody want to come talk to me? I'm, you know, just Mm -hmm. in chicken, Ohio. Why does anybody care? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's something that I've always and I still struggle with to this day. And I hate the children should be seen and not heard thing. I hate that. Yeah, I hate that. It is so gross to me. Yeah, um, that's why I said it because I knew I'd trigger you (laughs) because I hate it, too. And I wanted to I I wanted to have a voice. They are able to. Um, choose how they get their haircut, what clothes they wear, what, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, within reason, like, I'm not going to let them do crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I, I hate that. I despise that. I, it, it is um, really damaging, I think. Um, and it breeds this sort of, um, I think that those children then grow up to be very insecure mm-hmm. um, and incapable of standing up for themselves and capable yeah. of advocating for themselves. And that's really damaging. Yeah. I was bullied a lot as a kid, so. Me too. Yeah. And I think part of uh, of of it also the influence is because you grew up as a uh, a woman in this in this society, which also they they it, it it's inherently uh it's almost like implied that your light should be dimmed mm-hmm. just by virtue of your gender, and it's like wait no. No, 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 that's not right. And so um, that's one another reason why I'm very happy that you're in this space. Because it's more than just being a woman in this space, but also being a woman that's outspoken. Yes. You know? People don't like that. Yeah. There are a lot of people that do not like that yeah. at all. Yeah. My grandmother loves outspoken women. <laughs> Hi, Emphasis on, I already love you. Yeah. Emphasis on <laughs> my mom outspoken my auntie yeah. outspoken <laughs> my my youngest niece especially oh my god she's outspoken she is the toughest chick i know and i love her for it shout out to you rainy love you um so <laughs> so this is one of the reasons why i have an affinity 
for for outspoken women. So this is one of the reasons why I have so much respect for, you know, Afini and Sabi yeah. and Josana and Meg and so many of them. I just ha- I just love them because, you know, they honestly outspoken women ha- women have actually spoken up for me many a times as I was growing up. So I appreciate them. Yeah, you can tell you were raised by strong women. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by the way, um, uh, uh, Amen. Uh, just to let you know, uh, I'm also on the Revolutionary Blackout Network, and the last time I was actually on, I actually spoke about on my show about the war in Yemen, and I even shared a photo of a child that was uh, basically destroyed by the war in Yemen. So, and plus, that has way more subscribers and way more people watching than on my channel. So, I suggest you go and look at the JB show on the Revolutionary Blackout Network and see that I actually spoke about that. So, I've guess what? I've numerous times, and he, yeah. he or she, I'm not sure, keeps saying that Yemen is more important than Assange. I mean, that's your perspective. I disagree with that. Um, but also, Julian Assange released the Yemen files, which helped expose a lot of what's going on in Yemen right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, I, this is one of my favorite things that people do to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they are just so deeply angry that I'm focused on Julian Assange and they just don't understand. And that it, I don't do you guys not know what activism is? You find what you're passionate about and you put everything you have into it. And yeah. um, this is my personal passion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be yours. You don't get to police what I talk about. I'll yeah. talk about whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm only one person. So if you think that something like Yemen is not getting enough attention or if you think something like Mumia is not getting attention, then you go get more attention for that. I agree with you. Uh, those things all are great causes. Um, that desperately need more attention, but mm-hmm. I again am just one person. <laughs> yep. I can only do so much, you guys. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why it is good to have activists in many different realms. So, yeah. and but thank you so much for bringing up Yemen, uh, because that is also a deeply important topic. But we're also talking about whistleblowers who talk about things like Yemen. Um, so. So my next question I wanted to ask you is, well, you kind of already gave us a glimpse of your journey into the left. Um, so Whatever that means anymore. Well, I mean, a, a lot of times people... It's kind of tough because some people kind of gatekeep in that way mm-hmm. and they'll say you know you're not left because of this and this and that and the third and whatever but I say that your your advocacy for the rights of people that don't get trampled on by others that's a quality of leftism so therefore you basically fit all the hallmarks of it um and so you, you, you pretty much gave that 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 explanation of how you got into it, um, especially when you were talking about the WikiLeaks, about what they were doing in foreign wars and how that really lit a fire within you. That changed my life. Collateral murder, seeing that video, 100 yeah. percent changed everything I thought. Everything. I mean, it was like a huge 
gut punch for me. I mean, watching this 38 minute video of these Apache helicopter pilots, um, you know, laughing <laughs> about committing war crimes wow. um, and shooting at children uh, and then blaming it, victim blaming. Oh, you shouldn't bring kids to a gunfight. It wasn't a gunfight. The, 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 what are you talking about? Wow. I mean, it was disgusting. And it changed. I mean, I always knew that war was a racket. And I always knew that, you know, um, our foreign policy was garbage and that we were not this, you know, great country that we've always pretended to be. Yeah. I kind of always had that. Um, I just instinctually, I think. I think that some people just um, have a good BS detector. Mm-hmm. And I've been blessed with one. Um, and, but I don't, seeing it, I think seeing it and really more importantly, hearing it. Cause I think to me, the audio is incredibly powerful. I mean, listening to these people, these, yeah. uh, the, it, it sounds like they're playing a video game and mm. you're murdering people, journalists, yeah. they're two journalists were murdered. You're shooting yeah. at children and they're, it sounds like they're playing, you know, call of duty or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that changed my life entirely. Yeah. I, There are certain things that you see that will hit you. Uh, one of the things that that made me look at people around the world in a more empathetic and compassionate light was when I saw grown men being detained at our border in what I like to call concentration camps. And they were behind a plexiglass, tears coming out of their eyes saying that we haven't showered in 40 days. We wanna know where our babies are. These are grown men. And they're crying because they wanna know where their kids are. Yeah, that's a lot. That's heavy for, stuff. For anybody to sit there and to blame what the United States has done, I'm sorry, to blame them for what the United States has done and them mm-hmm. just traversing dangerous routes to get to our border as refugees and then be, be treated worse than even some animals. Yeah. How can that sit right with you when we were the ones, well, not we, but our our government was the one that basically trashed the nations in the global south that caused them to migrate? Mm -hmm. We call that chickens coming home to roost. That's what it is. Keep that part out when they're talking, especially conservatives. Yeah, they love to talk about, oh, immigrants are taking our jobs. And well, uh, okay, then stop creating immigrants. Stop creating people who have to flee their homeland um, because you've destroyed it. Let's do that, you know? Yeah. But no, they don't want to talk about that part. No. And even still, the border is an invisible, imaginary line. Who gives a fuck about the border anyway? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Like, it's, it's like, well, we got to maintain our... So- like, what sovereignty? Like, like... This is this is archaic bullshit about because ultimately it was different kingdoms and then these kingdoms are turned into you know democratic governments and then they put borders and democratic. Uh, gosh, 
But but I'm just relaying that because everybody has their story, something that just hit them. And it was just Mm -hmm. like, wait, 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 what? What the hell is going on with this world? And for you, it was seeing that video from WikiLeaks. Thank God they showed it because it woke up a lot of people. It was a lot of things like that. That was just one pivotal moment in my life. Yeah, it it was was many. Big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. Yeah, yeah. So for me, that was a big one, and, and there, there, there are many others just like you. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I, I'm glad. Thank you for so much for sharing that with me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, what is some advice that you would like to give to women who want to venture into this space? Do it. Don't be afraid. They're gonna. And but I will, I will give a caveat to that. Mm-hmm. You have to have tough skin. You absolutely have don't do this if you're not in a in a um, a mental health space where it would be unhealthy for you because people will come for you. They will criticize you, they will lie about you, they will smear you, they will attack you, they'll stalk you. Yeah. Um, it, it is not it's not for the thin skin for sure. And I hate having to say that because it shouldn't be that bad, but it is. And I think any of the women that we work with, Sabi, um, you know, Afini, uh, you know, Fiorella, Jesus, Fiorella gets all kinds of hate. Yeah. Um, I think, she, you know, from MCSE, it's like she gets the most and then I get the next. But it, it, like even that, there's like a huge difference between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, uh, I think it's, you have to be, but don't be afraid. Like if you, if you have something to say, if you've ever considered starting a channel, if you've ever considered, you know, doing any of this stuff, we need more of that. We desperately need more of that in this space. Um, it's a bunch of white dudes, frankly, it's annoying. <laughs> um, so it's, I mean, it's starting to change. I mean, RBN was massive. I mean, you guys know, I was a huge fan girl from day one because I was like, this is fantastic. Um, and it, it, I mean, <laughs> I like to call myself the honorary mascot of RBN. <laughs> um, yeah, because we need that. We need that desperately. We need yeah. people like Josana. We need, you know what I mean? We need those voices. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to agree with every everybody all the time. Um, and that's another thing that frustrates me is that people think you have to agree with everybody 100% of the time to, you know, work together or whatever. And that's just not the case. I mean, I'm on MCSC. I don't agree with Nico House all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's okay. We're still colleagues and comrades and we can still work together and we can give each other, you know, shoot back and forth at each other and have conversations and debates. And we, I mean, that's fine. There's just so much of this where if we disagree on one thing, then, you know, <laughs> we mm-hmm. have to just cancel you. You're canceled. You're canceled. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it's silly, but I mean, we desperately do need more women, so don't be afraid. I um, I should give credit to um, both Taylor Hudak, actually three people: Taylor Hudak, Caitlin Johnstone, and Elizabeth Levos. Mm-hmm. Um, all amazing, strong female journalists. Who, when I was just starting to get into this, I was terrified and I didn't know what I was doing, and I had this whole imposter syndrome thing. And they were oh. so supportive, so oh. helpful to me. Um, and I try to. Um, you know, pass, you know, pay that forward. Um, so, I mean, as often as I can, anytime I see, um, you know, another woman who's getting started, uh, I try to encourage as much as I can. I try to boost, you know, I share their stuff all the time. And, you know what I mean? We need that. We need that, um, that kind of solidarity amongst women in this space. Yeah. I honestly, uh, yeah, I agree with, I agree with Nick. Um, what did Nick say? I didn't see it. 
Nick said that you're an honorary RBN member. <laughs> I still remember the day. Um, I think it was on Bitch, but um, it, like the like almost the entirety of RBN showed up in the chat, and <laughs> Rome was trying to suge knight me, <laughs> come to Death Row Records. I was dying. It was so funny. Um, <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> Rome will get you too. He'll get you. He'll he'll convince you. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he is very persuasive. That's for sure. But yeah, yeah that was just funny. And I love like I love you guys. I. Um, was an immediately on board, huge supporter, shared all your stuff. Like I, and we have to do we that. Know. And we have to do that. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, yeah, and we no, definitely, you know, love you and support you as well. Um, this is actually a very easy question to answer. Equal wing turtle. What do you think the bare bones equipment for getting into the space is? Decent webcam with a microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's bare bones. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you need a computer and yeah. internet connection. Yeah. Um, I mean, but but truth be told, I'm going to be real with you. Um, uh, like Tony says, Rome streams from sometimes from his phone. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I mean, look. I'm going to show you guys this. 30 bucks, Walmart. That's it. Um, Twenty bucks. <laughs> you know, it's just you know, it, it it doesn't take a lot. No. You know, I mean, the most important part is actually your voice. That's really the most important part of the whole process. And curiosity. Yes, and curiosity. Stay curious. Ask questions. Question everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything yeah so um so the next one i have is what is one of the biggest learning curves you had to learn when becoming a content creator technology i'm terrible at it i would say definitely technology i'm so um like sleepy josh makes fun of me all the time i don't blame him Mm-hmm. Um, but I am really terrible at technology. I'm getting better. Um, but I, I don't like, I don't know how to like edit videos and I don't know how to like set stuff up and all of that stuff. Like it's still, I'm still very much a, a noob when it comes to all of that stuff. So that's, that's always really hard. You don't, but that's the great thing about doing this is you don't have to be able to do those things. You can live stream. You don't have to edit anything for that. You just have to know how to like get yourself set up with like a stream yard or whatever mm-hmm. um, so that you can get, you know, your, your things out there. Um, yeah. But once you get all of that stuff, it's, I mean, you don't need to be able to have all those things. And the, I will say the great thing about the, uh, the indie media space that we run in, mm-hmm. people are incredibly helpful. I mean, um, yeah. you know, people like Warren and Oz and Sleepy Josh and all of these people are always willing to help you produce a show and like run, you know, the tech stuff. Um, and there, people are willing to make graphics for you and to help you. Uh, Jesse Jet makes songs for me, and I mean, it's there's uh, there. I think there are so many people in this space that it's uh, uh, it's more about building each other up, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, obviously there are people who are not interested in that and yeah. they are legitimate clout chasers. Yeah. Um, and they don't care about you or what you're doing. Um, but I think that we've, uh, we've done a very good job cultivating a legitimate community. And again, we don't all agree with each other all the time. 
Um, But I think that we all recognize the value of having so many voices to combat the narrative control that's being forced upon us. Um, That I think that we can all, we all realize that it's much more beneficial to work together. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, there are so many people who help me to get better in this space that I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm like super grateful being part of RBN for almost a year also helped, you know, for when I started my channel and learning like what to do. So, I mean, that definitely helped. Um, And also just observing like what other channels do. Like for instance, putting all my, uh, uh, all my patrons and the Chiron down here like this, I learned that from, um, from Sabi's channel. And, you know, and, you know, Sabby uh, is fantastic. Can yeah. we just like say that out loud? She's fantastic. She's she is, really yeah. great at um, her, her, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the way that she presents her information. It's yeah. much different than the way I do, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just very good at, um, you know, what she does. And mm-hmm. I appreciate her voice mm-hmm. very much. Yeah. And I also want to give credit to Eric T. Red because he's the one that came up with that idea. And I was just like, dude, thank you so much. You just gave me an idea. So I was just like, let me do it myself. So I did. So, uh, you know, and, and that's one of the reasons why I, I, I love this space is because uh, if you are surround yourself with people who who want to co- collaborate and cooperate instead of compete. Yes. Then they're like, hey, uh, I think you sh- I think this will be good for you. I think this will work very well for you. This is what I do for my channel. I think it will work well for you. And it's like, oh, my God, you're a lifesaver. And, yes, and it's so amazing because, listen, I'm a competitive person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an athlete or a former athlete. I guess, I guess I'm still an athlete, but whatever. Um, I'm very competitive as a person. But mm-hmm. in this space, I think it's fine to have, like, you know, little, like, jab. Yeah, I got that scored before you did. Or, hey, I got that guess where you did. That's kind of fun to, like, you know, com- mm-hmm. like, just friendly competition. But I don't care. Um you know, whose channel has more subscribers or whose video got more views or who, I mean, there's so many people in this, mm-hmm. um, space who won't talk to people if you don't have a certain number of followers and they won't, if they, if they don't think that they can get clout from you, they're not interested and they're, and I am not, I don't want to be part of that in any way, shape or form. Um, I would much rather lift people up who are doing the work and who are getting the information out there and who are legit um, and who are authentic, uh, then I care about, you know, having the most watched a video or the most Patreon or I don't care about that stuff. I really do not at all. Yeah. I mean, when you get really right down to it, it's really just about the message. Yes. You know, so ultimately yeah, it really is. And I think that, um, I mean, I'm that way just in general, but also I have to give a shout out to Nico because he is. He gets so much crap, but he is that person. Um, we, when Gloria and I were recently approached by KRTD Media to do Free the Truth every Thursday, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm on MCSC Network, but mm-hmm. he's not like my boss. He's just my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to like clear it with him just to, you know, make sure that there wasn't going to be any like weird hard feelings or anything like that. And so I, you know, asked him, hey, do you care if Gloria and I do this show? And he, first of all, he was like, what's KRTD Media? Because he didn't know who they are. And I told him, and he was like, yeah, of course. Why are you even asking me? It's about getting the message out. And that is Nico. That is 100% Nico House. Mm-hmm. Um, this is somebody who came on my came on Facts on the Ground. I think we had like 300 subscribers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he is constantly looking to reach back and pull others up. 
you know, and those are the kind of people I want to surround myself with. Yeah. Speaking of which, he's actually going to be on this show next week. So yes. he's going to have Nico House on. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that, too. Um, and I love these cross channel collaborations that we often have. Um, you know, when RBN is on MCSC or when Hardlands Media goes on KRTD Media, you know what I mean? It's, it's great when we all can kind of cross collaborate and lift each other up in the process. I think that's beautiful. That's what we're about. That's just what we're about. That's one yeah. thing I, I absolutely love about it. Um, okay, so. Man, time goes by really fast. I'm having fun, yeah, too. <laughs> hate when that happens. I like, I want I to slow down. It's just like, slow down to a crawl, please. Please. Yeah. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to ask you a, a, a hypothetical question. I kind of think I already know a couple of your answers are going to be, but you might surprise me because, you know, Misty is full of surprises. I am. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a hypothetical. You are president of the United States. Oh. <laughs> Stay with me here. All right. It's January 20th, your inauguration day. What are three actions you are taking as president within your first 100 days? Ooh, okay. Wow. Well, obviously, free Assange. Mm-hmm. Um, can we, can I add, like, you're going to get me here because I'm going to add, like, free Assange, uh, pardon Assange, pardon Snowden, and mm-hmm. the Espionage Act. Done. Espionage Act, done. Okay. No more. Okay. Um, it's archaic and ridiculous, and it's used against journalists more than it's used against actual espionage. Um, I, in fact, I think it's only ever really been used against um, journalists. Uh, so, yes, that would be my first one. Um, I think that would help to protect the, 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 our freedom of speech, freedom of press, the First Amendment in general. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, I would probably end all of the wars immediately, mm-hmm. um, bring all of the troops home, um, I mean, all of the bases can be closed, and I would probably, I would say probably, I would probably abolish police, or if if I can add in, like, all of the pigs, CIA, FBI, NSA, Mm -hmm. all of those people, gone. We need to reimagine all Mm -hmm. of that stuff, and in fact, intelligence agencies can just go. They don't do anything helpful, really. Mm-hmm. They just cause problems. But that's just off the top of my head. So I don't know. I mean, that's something that I'm going to probably be, like, agonizing over for the next week. <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. what, uh, what answers I should have gave there. But I would say those are probably, those are at least those are pretty solid, like, top three, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Especially when it comes to, uh, you know, talking about free speech. That's deeply important. I and, mean, that's my thing. Yeah, that that is your thing, you know. And uh, I wonder what my thing is. I take I typically talk about housing a lot. Maybe that's my thing. I don't really know. Yeah. I got I got to think about it. Yeah, it's hard. Like to answer that right off the top of your head, that's hard. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um. So what is something that you want to double down on in 2022? Um, uh, I, I've already promised to double my efforts, um, to free Assange and protect press freedom and whistleblowers and dissent in general, because right now, um, it really is, it's not, we say this all the time. It's not about Julian Assange. It's not about 
one individual person. It is about narrative control and silencing dissent. Um, and you can see it in all different kinds of you know, forms happening all around us. There are anti-protest laws happening all over the country. They're getting passed. Um, some are still you know, in certain phases of the legislative process, but there are anti-protest laws everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. If you see what's happening, it doesn't matter what you think of the convoy. Um, mm-hmm. If you see what's happening to the way that they've shut down their finances mm-hmm. um, and their GoFundMes and their GetGoFundings and all that stuff, and now Justin mm-hmm. Trudeau thinks that he can um, monitor and seize uh, you know, stuff from people who are supporting the convoy. If you don't think that that's going to come for um, a cause that you care about in, in some way at some point, you're sorely mistaken. Um, this is just opening that door. Um, and this has been something that's been happening for a long time. I mean, the, the, the First Amendment or, you know, whatever you want, that's all been under attack for a very, very long time. Um, they want to be able to feed us a narrative um, and prevent us from speaking out against them and whatever they want to do. Um, and I think that that's incredibly dangerous, mm-hmm. um, which is why I do what I do. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that it ultimately people need to think about is if the government did the right thing in the first place, there's a lot of things that could, probably could have been avoided. Yeah. Um, but they didn't. And so they're, <laughs> you know, they are making it so that now they want to force you you know, to die on the altar of capitalism just to save their hide or to, in a way, make them, make their make their corporate masters to please them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you guys didn't do it right in the first place, so how are you going to expect us to die on, on, on the altar of capitalism like that? Like, yeah, no, we, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And in fact, if anything, what they did is actually radicalize people even more. You know. Yeah. No, and I hope that I hope that you're right about that. I really do, and I think that you are. I think that we're seeing. Um, and I, I I have a hard time because I'm like, am I? Is that just wishful thinking, mm-hmm. or is it really what I'm witnessing? But I really do think that we're witnessing people starting to recognize, um, you know, how desperate they are at this point and how they have been consistently awful and that's mm-hmm. like being kind about it um you know and and now they're trying to strip away all of our sources of being able to actively combat what they're you know shoving down our throats mm-hmm. um and we can't allow that to happen we cannot allow that to happen they've already managed to make us really um Mm-hmm. It's really difficult between the way that they're able to divide us through propaganda, mm-hmm. um, the way that they've been able to strip rights away from us that uh, would otherwise enable us to fight back. And they're still doing that continually to this day. Um, right now, currently, I have four anti-protest laws in the uh, Ohio State House that are in various stages of development. Uh, that should terrify everybody. Uh, we, we have to be able to actively... Um, you know, fight back against what's happening in this country and around the world. I mean, really, this is not just about... Uh, you know, the U.S. This is about global. And that's, um, I think a lot of people don't recognize, especially when it comes to Julian Assange, people don't recognize the value that WikiLeaks has brought um, to global victims of empire and global victims of capitalism. Um, yeah. You know, and so I think that that's a, a lot of times people kind of 
forget or just, you know, willfully ignore those facts. Gotcha. Gotcha. And thank you for that. Yeah. Um, now, the next question is going to be more of a fun one. I like fun. Yes. What is one food you can't live without? I know. Probably pasta. <laughs> Maybe of like, can I be that general? I love Italian food, dude. It's so bad too. All those carbs, so bad, so bad. Well, yeah. apparently not for the the Italians because the Italians are relatively healthy. Right? Like, why can't I eat pasta and drink wine all day and be great? And what you know what I mean? Like, it's. Ugh. We could. It's just uh, we would have to take away it's big agriculture. And... They're they're very much more relaxed. There's a lot less stress. Mm-hmm. Like in the states, it's very much it's very capitalistic driven. It's very you have to go work 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 work. Like mm-hmm. you know when George W. Bush was like, it's uniquely American for you to have three jobs and still not be able to pay your bills. Like mm-hmm. that's you know what I mean. That's kind of the uh, environment that we live in in the states. So yeah. I think that you know the I think stress um, is just unbelievably damaging to the human body in general. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, uh, somebody was somebody I was watching the TikTok, and this lady was talking about how she mo- she moved from the United States to Japan, mm-hmm. and she says she did not change the way she ate at all she ate the same basically the same things here i mean in japan as she did here she lost 40 pounds amazing i'm telling you stress is i think stress is a huge and not that's not to say that you know japan doesn't have stress or italy doesn't have stress of course they do um Mm -hmm. i just think it's a different um it's uh, culturally i think in the states it's very you know the bootstrap mentality and Mm -hmm. if you're not working you know, 60 hours a week, you're a failure. And if you're, I think that that's, um, I genuinely think that that's extremely damaging to mm-hmm. people and our health. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly think that once we can change the system, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be overnight, but you'll see a gradual just effect with people uh you know having a better quality of life uh and just people living longer i hope so yeah you know know, changing the system would also you know i just want to get rid of the military (laughs) the military industrial complex that's a big one for me that is a big one i mean and again that's why i focus so much on julian assange is because nobody's done more to expose uh, the U.S. Empire and our military. Nobody, nobody mm-hmm. on planet Earth has done more to expose just mm-hmm. the absolute atrocities mm-hmm. around the world. I mean, we mentioned the Yemen files, um, but the Iraq and Afghanistan war logs, collateral murder. I mean, just, and not just the military too, but also corporate corruption um, mm-hmm. that's happening around the world. So, I mean, that's, yeah. to me, I think that that's um, just an invaluable service. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just invaluable. And especially the way in which they deliver the information it's not conjecture. There's no opinion. There's no. It's not like a talking head on a panel yelling at each other. 
-hmm. It's source documentation. Yeah. Here's the facts. You do with this what you will. And they've never gotten it wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so pasta. Okay. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Pasta. Yeah. Pasta. Yeah. Maybe pizza. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's but a hard the, one to see, answer. that's the thing. You can't go wrong with pizza though. Yeah. But you then can't... you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get the fam started in the fight about who's Pete, who has the best pizza. Everybody gets in. I'm <laughs> staying out of it. I just want to do the taste testing. <laughs> I'm with you. And we should make these people who are because Kit from um, Hardlands and Fee have this battle back and forth. Oh gosh, pizza. I'm not getting in between it. But JB will taste test. It's fun to watch them fight about it, though. It is fun to watch them fight about it. <laughs> JB will taste test, though. <laughs> um, actually, I'm just saying. Fee and Pasta owe me a margarita making contest because they promised me when we went to DC one time because they're both. For, I'm a former bartender too because I, I volunteered myself. They're like, I make the better margarita. No, I make the better margarita. I'm like, listen, I'm a former bartender. I would make a great judge. So you guys both make me margaritas, and I'll tell you who makes the best margarita. So they owe me that. You guys owe me. So I'm ready for my margaritas. By the way, <laughs> one of my first drinks was an electric blue lemonade when I was 21. Nice. And a Jaeger bomb. Oh, I don't like Jaeger bombs much. I don't either, but hey, it was there, it was free, and I just got it. So listen, when you're 21, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you don't drink just about anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I remember getting tipsy and lying on the floor in my friend's apartment, and one of my friends was like, "How do you feel?" <laughs> and word for word, I said this. I feel like Captain Crunch floating on a ship. I was done. That's an interesting uh, choice. There. I don't. Captain Crunch floating on a ship. I don't know. I was just laying. I felt like I was floating on water because I was just so tipsy. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah, I remember being like really broke um, uh, in my first apartment and <laughs> buying that like the gallon jug vodka that tastes like hairspray. It's disgusting. Um, but we were broke and that's what we could afford. So we just, you know. Chugged it and suffered through and got wasted. It was fun. Cool. Then we would, you know, dance to Outcast and fall down the stairs and all that good stuff. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, what is your favorite curse word? Fuck. Universal. Yeah. I mean, it's so versatile. You can use it for everything. You know what I mean? There's so many different ways in which you can use it, and it's very, um, it's like a big exclamation point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like it. It's good. Mm -hmm. But I also like various, like, pseudo curse words, like douche canoe, twat waffle. Like, I like those, like, kind of creative pseudo, you know what I mean? Like, they're kind of, not really curse words, but kind of. They're mm -hmm. fun. I like those ones. Sometimes I call people fuck nuggets. I like it. Um, I forget who, but somebody used, oh, I'm not going to say it because I don't, I don't want to get, get in trouble. But the C word, nugget. Oh. Uh, I, oh. For some reason, oh. For some reason that made me like. Uh, oh my. That's like a, that's like, whatever. I'll get canceled. But it, it that it just made me laugh. It made me giggle. It might have been Trey actually. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> it made me giggle though. Okay. I don't know why. I, I, I guess just because I wasn't expecting it, and I was like, oh okay. Hmm. It was Trey. I thought so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then sometimes, just seeing your mama. 
There's nothing like a good yo mama joke. There's nothing good like a yo mama joke. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I'll tell you a funny story. What's up? My kid was my kid was being a turd one day, um, and she she said something, and I was like, "Your mom," and she was like, "Uh, you're my mom," and I'm like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> so I like, you know, cell phoned there. It was great. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now. Last question, final one, deep one. You lived a long life and you're now on your deathbed reflecting on your life. What is the one thought you want people to remember about you? Ooh, I mean, I think mostly I just want, um, I want to have been a good parent, like a good mom. I think Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing to me. So, I mean, um, so yeah, I guess I would just, I, I want to know that I did, you know, the best for my kids, that I gave them the best choices, options, guidance, all of that stuff, while also allowing them to, like, just be themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, but, I mean, other than that, I guess, if we're not talking about, like, my kids and how my kids feel about me, and just in general, mm-hmm. um, just passionate. passionate. You know what I mean? I always, le- like, I try to... Um, that's why I always laugh when people call me a grifter because it's so silly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am genuinely passionate about the things that I talk about. Uh, so there's no fakery. There's no, mm-hmm. uh, putting on airs or trying to appeal to an audience or mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Uh, I just, I, I just want to mm-hmm. be authentically in my beliefs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's obvious because you are definitely passionate. And I think that... It's my fault maybe sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually got... I become more passionate on stream than I used to be. Because I, I, guess, I guess one of my biggest issues was that I was trying to put on... A, not a facade. I was just trying to be more... I was trying to make myself to be more of the just very chill, even keel. But that's not me. Right. It's, it's just not. I tried that, too, for a while. I did. I tried. Like, if you watch, like, old stuff that I did, I was trying to be, like, kind of professional and, um, you know, thoughtful and scripted and all that stuff. And that's just not who I am. I don't script anything ever. I don't, like think about how I'm going to answer questions or any of that stuff. Um, and I, that's not to fault people who do that. I think that um, people who come very prepared and they have like a script and they have like a kind of way that they do like present things. I think that's great if that works for you. That's just not who I am. And I don't mm-hmm. want to do anything that's inauthentic. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of us who like come into this space, I think that we, it, you have to kind of feel it out and figure out what works best for you and how you go about doing things and what, you know, what feels best. Um, you know, in the way that you present yourself. So, I mean, it's a, it's a learning process. It really is. It's not something that you're going to like make a video the first time you make a video and it's going to be perfect and it's going to be, you know, the most thoughtful and well-spoken, you know, presentation that's ever been given. No, there's, there's going to be a learning process. There's going to be, um, you know, a way that you have to kind of build yourself up and examine who you are. And I, I am constantly changing. I'm constantly evolving. I'm constantly trying to try new things and figure out different ways of doing things. And, um, 
you know, it's it, you're never done figuring it out and learning and all of that. And I don't 